work podcast, Mike's getting tipsy He drink a lot of beer and he drink a lot of whiskey When he's not doing that, probably watching wrestling Talking about the beers and it's so interesting Mike's online, you can give him a follow End of the day, he be cleaning out the tacos No better podcast if you ask me Getting worked, you can leave off the last G Driving in your car, getting worked Slacking at your job, getting worked the DMV getting worked in the VIP getting work out getting worked getting work get getting work getting work getting work get getting work getting work getting work get getting work getting work getting work get getting work people of the internet getting worked is back I'm Mike this is getting worked hello People of the internet, it is another fine motherfucking week. Drinking, talking wrestling, get drunk, mark out. Thank you for joining us here again on wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you guys are following this podcast if you're listening. Like, subscribe on wherever you get your podcasts. Leave a comment, leave a review. Make sure you guys go follow me at Getting Worked on Twitter at getting worked with Mike on Instagram. People of the internet, it's time to drink. But what are we doing this week? So we missed last week. I apologize for that. It was my birthday. Um, originally, I had the idea, hey, I'll put the episode out on my birthday, which falls on Tuesday. That'll be a lot of fun. Tons of stuff happened. Um, selling my house. We've got people coming in and out for inspections, all kinds of stuff. And my birthday, which I turned 38 this year. And normally my birthday is like, oh, we have a party. We have people over, et cetera, et cetera. I started off in this weird mood of like anti-birthday to the point where I was like, I don't want to do anything. I just want to sit at home by myself and be old and grumpy. Luckily, my girlfriend kicked me in the ass and we went and got food. We had a great time. I had a really good time. I was a little hungover the next morning. Hence why the episode didn't come out last week. But, people of the internet, we are going to persevere and move on. We've got a great cocktail we're going to make today. Um... We're going to call this Cody's Crutch. I'm recording this directly after watching AEW Dynamite on TNT on August 4th, the August 4th episode. The entire show was based around the headlining match of Cody Rhodes, the American Nightmare versus Malachi Black. Uh for the percentage of you guys who don't follow wrestling, Malachi Black is a wrestler who was in WWE, got released, showed up in AEW, All Elite Wrestling, challenged Cody, kicked an old man in the face, kicked Cody in the face, and on this episode, proceeded to beat the ever-loving shit out of Cody, kick him in the face, pin him one, two, three, with just putting a foot on his chest. It was a very quick win um i don't know if i call it a squash necessarily it it was very fast it was very clear the point of it was just to put malachi black over uh 
Cody then. So we've got Cody down in the middle of the ring. He has the announcer, Tony Schiavone, come to interview him about his loss. It kind of has a weird, like, UFC post-interview kind of feel. Like they're trying to do that, but it's not working because it's professional wrestling. So, Tony's talking to Cody. Cody, essentially, you can tell from the beginning of the conversation, he's going to do the I quit speech. The, oh, it's been great. AEW, for three years, we've built this company. Nobody thought we were going to make it. You guys are amazing. I'm glad I'm here in Jacksonville, Florida, which is where the show is out of this week. Uh, essentially, Cody was going to do the I quit promo, promo, talking about how because he's been beat so much and focusing on other things, it's time to move on. Um, they teased it. But in the middle of the speech, Aleister Black hits him with a chair, takes him out again. Or not Aleister Black, I'm sorry, Malachi Black. Malachi Black, Tommy End, takes him out with a steel chair, or with, with, with a crutch. That's the thing. While Cody's cutting this promo at a certain point, because you got to think, he just got beat up, kicked in the face, he's out, he wakes up, he's coming to. The guy's interviewing him, and they proceed to slide a crutch into the ring, because for the majority of the wrestling match, Malachi Black had focused on kicking his leg. Uh, Malachi Black, also Tommy End, very well known for having real kickboxing experience. He comes from... Uh, Amsterdam, that's a huge sport there, is kickboxing. He's professionally trained. He loves Alistair Overeem. Uh, so that was the basis of the match. His strategy was to kick Cody in the leg, kick Cody in the leg, kick the fucking leg out from underneath his leg. So Cody goes down, and at the end of the match, he needs the crutch to get to his feet. Somebody slides the crutch in the ring... And Cody goes to stand up and pulls up the crutch. The crutch is too short. The fucking crutch is still in the setting when you get it out of the box. When you get when you buy a crutch, when you buy crutches, they come on the shortest setting, just so they're smaller package and easier to ship. Majorly when you get crutches and you open them, you extend them to the length. You remove you untwist the pins, you lengthen the crutch to where you need to be, put the pins back in, tighten it and move on. No one did this. So in this moment where the main guy of the professional wrestling company is giving a heartfelt speech where he actually teared up, he choked back tears at a certain point. They slide him in a comically small crutch that doesn't even go up to his waist. He takes two looks at this thing, slides it, to the corner, so eventually Malachi Black can take him and take the crutch and hit him with it. Um, it was it was funny. I was laughing my ass off when he pulls it pulls the crutch up and is his little tiny crutch because they've got medical staff at ringside. There, there's there's people there that work in the medical industry. Nobody like hey guys, crutches come all the way down. They come short. You got to make sure you make it bigger or no, nobody pulled it out of the box and realized, Hey, this crutch is short as fuck and not going to work. That is my inspiration for this week's cocktail. We're going to call it Cody's crutch. It's going to be very sweet. It's going to have some coffee in it and it's going to be in a very small glass.
So let's take a look at what we're going to do with this. Now, what is this cocktail based off, based off of? I have no fucking clue. Lately, I've been challenging myself of going to a store and figuring out what I can buy to make a drink with. I want to make stuff that you guys can go grab items from the store, bring it to your house, and make cool fucking shit. You shouldn't have to always go to like a liquor store and get tons of stuff and have these big elaborate products. You can do stuff with cool, you do cool shit with everyday shit. And that's what I wanted to focus on with this cocktail. So what do we got? Hold on. Everything's gonna need to start with a base spirit. And we're starting with whiskey, my motherfucking favorite. This is actually gonna be bourbon, George Dickel bourbon. This is their eight year bourbon. This is 45% alcohol, which means it's gonna be 90 proof. Uh, proof being the percentage of alcohol to water. 45% means 45% of the solution in this bottle is alcohol. This is an eight-year aged whiskey. George Dickel out of Tennessee. Yes. Uh, distilled and produced by Cascade Hollow Distilling Company, Tullahoma, Tennessee. Yeah, George Dickel. You guys might already be familiar with some of their products. This is their eight-year. It just came out from what I understand. Uh, charcoal chill filtered. That's a Tennessee whiskey thing. A lot of things are filtered, uh, but they really, when it comes to Tennessee whiskey, love putting that charcoal filtered label on the label. So we're going to start off with that as our base spirit. We're basing this entire drink around my favorite drink, whiskey. We're going to add some flavor. We're not going to be putting bitters in this drink or a syrup. We're gonna be getting that flavor from a hazelnut liqueur. This is actually something that we just got in a white elephant gift party, Kelly and I. This is from Second Sight Spirits out of Ludlow, Kentucky. This is their Queen Mob, M-A-B, Mab, Mabe, hazelnut liqueur. I'm sure this is from something. I probably should know what this is a reference to but this is a hazelnut liqueur. I've never even cracked this bottle, but we're gonna use this hazelnut liqueur, uh, hazelnut liquor. I went to high school with that person. It's a joke. Um, but this 30.9% alcohol, which means we're just over 60 proof. Not high proof alcohol, but I'm hoping this hazelnut liqueur is sweet enough to give us the sugar we need and enough flavor to kind of give another layer to it. We're gonna shake this drink. So we're gonna be basing this, starting this off with whiskey and hazelnut liqueur. Two other ingredients. Let me bring my little bag of tricks over here. I always put all my cold items in a cooler to keep next to me at the desk I record at because I never know how long it's gonna take me to start building the drink. I wanna always get right into making the cocktail with you guys, but I never know, and when certain ingredients, I don't want them to get warm, especially with what I've got right now. So, what do we have? First thing we have, coffee. We're basing this around the idea of a coffee drink. So, I have a can, a 9.6 fluid ounce can of Starbucks Nitro Cold Brew. Uh, unsweetened, black, Nitro cold brew, nitrogen infused cold brew. The reason I want to use this is you can shake the fuck out of this and it's going to be fine. It's not going to foam up like a beer would or like a soda when you shake it. 
the nitro in here, the bubbles are so small that the agitation isn't going to cause it to foam up and spill over. So we're going to be using nitro cold brew. So we've got whiskey, hazelnut liqueur, and nitro cold brew coffee. For, for additional sugar, creaminess, and flavor, I could have just used milk, right? I could have used milk. I could have used cream. I could have used Bailey's. But this looked really fun. I found a bottle of Nestle's Sensations. This is Cinnamon Toast Crunch Cinnamilk. Cinnamon-flavored milk. And I realized I never looked at the expiration date. Let me look. Uh, yeah, we're good. Cool. It was the only one on the shelf, so I thought about that. I've never looked at the expiration date on this bottle to make sure it's okay to use. But this is... From what I gather, it's milk that tastes like the milk out of the bottom of the cereal bowl. It says to shake it really well. Is this podcast ASMR? Um, if you think it is, write and let me know. I don't know if I'm opposed to that or for that. I think I just kind of want to know if I want to explore that market a little bit. So, yeah, I, I don't know. Because there's always, like, shaking noises, drinks. I'm about to pop a can. It's going to make a fizzy noise. So... This could be ASMR? I don't know. Hopefully you enjoy it, whether it's for... Anyway, so I've got Cinnamon Toast Crunch flavored milk, nitro cold brew coffee, hazelnut liqueur, and bourbon. This is what we're going to mix together. So the ratios I'm going to talk about here in a moment. Really, the only tools we're going to need, the glass you're going to serve it in, a shaker tin, which we're going to talk about here in a sec, a strainer, and a measuring tool of some sort. I'm going to use an actual jigger. You can use a jigger, a measuring cup, um, the ounce measuring cap that comes on like, the top of a bottle of Pepto-Bismol. Improvise if you have to. Go invest in a couple bartending tools. If you know, Absolutely, I'm going to recommend that. But if you don't have that shit sitting around, use what you got. So we're going to take a moment, start building this cocktail, putting these ingredients in there. But first, I want to talk a little bit about the shaker tin. Shaker tin. I am a fan of one style of shaker tin. I use what's called a Boston shaker. Essentially, it's just two cups, one smaller than the other. Some people will use just the tin and then a pint glass, but I always recommend get a shaker tin that has both cups made of metal. Don't use glass. Don't use plastic. Um, 
Invest in a good metal shaker tin for making drinks. You're gonna be glad you did. It's gonna last longer, you're gonna get a better seal. You're not gonna have to be worried about it spilling or breaking on you. So invest in a good shaker tin and invest in a good jigger. You'll find these online. I got this one off Amazon. Um, I use a measuring jigger that's bigger than most you'll find. Mine isn't just a pony and a half pony, which is normally uh, ounce and a half and three quarters of an ounce or whatever. But I use one that on one side of my measuring jigger, it has a one ounce, two ounce and three ounce measurement. And on the smaller side, it has a half ounce, three quarters of an ounce, and an ounce and a half. Um, I feel like this gives me the most amount of options, and it only it, it, I only would need one tool. So I, I'm a really big fan of that. Invest in a good jigger, invest in a good shaker. I'm not gonna recommend those strainer top shakers. You guys will see them, they're classic. When you think of bartending, you think of them. And normally they're really cool. They've got like a gimmick to them. Maybe the top twists. It'll have like recipes sometimes on the side. It's really tempting to get one of those. I'm not going to recommend it. You're not going to get as good of a shake because of the way it's shaped. And that strainer on the top is not the most reliable strainer. Buy a good shaker tin. Invest in making your drinks taste good. And having fun. Using a Boston shaker is a lot of fun. So... We've got our shaker tin, we've got our ingredients. We have to make sure we do this properly because we're dealing with dairy and coffee, which you know we wanna make sure we use the right amounts of. We don't let those things overtake the drink. We still wanna taste the booze and have texture. We don't just want it to taste like sugary milk. Which I'm gonna taste the cinnamon toast crunch in a milk, taste this cinnamon toast crunch milk in a minute. I'm actually really excited about that. So let's talk about this. We're gonna build, I always build in the bigger part of my shaker tin. So we're gonna set this in front of us. I haven't made this yet. So we're gonna be figuring out this recipe and this measurements together. We're gonna to talk about the alcohol split first because we've got whiskey and hazelnut liqueur. I'm betting, because I'm a betting man, that this is going to be very, very sweet. So I'm going to grab a shot glass to taste this because I have a feeling this is not going to be a lot of this hazelnut liqueur that I'm using. So let's try this. All right, people of the internet, I've got my tasting shot glass. First thing I'm going to do, I know what the whiskey tastes like. There's already like a third of the bottle gone. It's delicious. Uh, Kelly got me that for my birthday. So let's try the hazelnut liqueur. This is the Queen Mob Hazelnut Liqueur from Second Sight. Oh, there we go. Whoo, daddy. Whoo, daddy. She's a strong one. Hold on. Whoo, daddy. She's a sweet one. Whoo, baby. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I don't know why I said gosh. It's a podcast. I can say goddamn if I want. Goddamn. Okay. So that's really sugary, it's good, but it's not gonna be a lot of that that I'm gonna use. Oh, I think I'm gonna use a half ounce of that. You know what, three quarters of an ounce. We're gonna put a lot of stuff in here. So let's do three quarters of an ounce of the hazelnut liqueur. All right, so it's three quarters of an ounce of that. 
So, that's a lot of sugar. Let's balance that out with whiskey. Let's do an ounce and a half of our George Dickel bourbon whiskey. So we're gonna do two to one. Two to one ratio, twice as much whiskey as hazelnut liqueur. It's an ounce and a half in. Cool. The cap back on that. Last thing I wanna do is spill the whiskey. So, whew, that is smelling good. Let's do our coffee next. So I feel like that's gonna be our next most important ingredient as far as like making sure we don't use too much. This is Starbucks Nitro Cold Brew. Uh, this is just black Nitro Cold Brew in a can. That was a pretty neat sound. So that is the nitrogen escaping. That was put that nitro cold brew, the nitro in the nitro cold brew. We've got two and a quarter ounces of alcohol. I'm gonna go big. We're gonna do two ounces of our nitro cold brew coffee. So two ounces of coffee in. So we've got an ounce and a half of whiskey, three quarters of an ounce of our hazelnut liqueur and two ounces of nitro cold brew coffee. I'm gonna pour a little bit of this cold brew coffee in my cup, in my tasty cup. Mm. That's a great idea late at night. Mm. So, the last and most interesting ingredient, I think, the cinnamon toast crunch cinnamon milk literally this package is like the milk like if you just bought a bottle chugger of milk at the store that's the kind of size bottle that i've got it's just a 16 ounce 14 ounce bottle let's taste that okay that's really good that really does taste like the milk in the bottom of the bowl of cereal you know what? Two ounces of cinnamon milk. So we've got two ounces of coffee, two ounces of cinnamon milk, an ounce and a half of whiskey, three quarters of an ounce of hazelnut liqueur. There's definitely enough booze in there because I'm getting the scent already. It's really strong. I think from the smell of this, I think it needs more coffee. Let's do an ounce, yeah, three ounces of coffee all together because I just added an additional one ounce pour. So three ounces of coffee, two ounces of our cinnamon milk, an ounce and a half of whiskey, three quarters of an ounce of the Queen Mabe, Queen Mab hazelnut liqueur. Once again, I'm sure that's from something and somebody's gonna remind me on the internet and inform me of what I don't know about. But that hazelnut liqueur is gonna be our main flavor agent. 
and our main bringer of sweetness to the party. The cinnamon milk's not as sweet as I thought it was going to be. So. No. You know what? I'm going to go with my instincts. That feels good. So, now I'm going to get ice. I'm going to take my other shaker tin, fill it with ice, so that way we can shake this drink. I've got my shaker full of my drink and my other shaker tin. I've got, I went ahead and got ice. So put the ice in the drink. Now, when you put the shaker tin in the top, always put it at a little bit of an angle, hit it, hit it on top to form that seal. That's probably really loud. So we want to make sure we have a tight seal on this shaker tin. And then we're literally just going to shake. Now I personally do what's called a four point shake when I shake a drink where instead of just going back and forth, essentially, you're making an X. You kind of make an X shape in the air, you'll get, you'll hear that. That's that pattern for shaking a drink with a four-point shake. 
that's going to cause the liquid inside to kind of more make a figure eight and fold around on itself instead of just getting agitated and agitated and agitated and foaming up it's actually going to cause like almost a mixing blending effect like almost imagine like kneading dough instead of shaking liquid So we shook our drink. Now to break the seal, always take the shaker tin, hold it by the flatter end, the part that isn't angled, and hit it against your other hand. That'll break the seal. Release your drink. Ooh, that smells like a good one. So we're gonna put our strainer right on top. Strain directly into our tiny little glass. It's actually not tiny, super tiny. It's a rocks glass. We're not gonna serve this over ice. We're literally gonna treat this just like a coffee cocktail. Or like a coffee. And serve it straight up. So this is the cinnamon toast crunch, cinnamon milk, hazelnut, cold brew whiskey concoction We're calling this cody's crutch it's got a great head on it like a beer um man that's impressive it's kind of making that nice kind of foamy head on top and it's got a great color it's it's almost got a nice kind of uh brown light it's really light colored Cinnamon milk really kind of thinned out that coffee tone. So, we've made our drink, the Cody's Crutch. Let's give it a taste. Mmm. I was about to sing Cody Rhodes' theme song, but I didn't want to get lost in that sauce people of the internet. God damn, that's a good drink though. So this works out. Coffee, cinnamon, cereal, milk, whiskey, hazelnut liqueur. Man, that's a good follow-up after a birthday week. Nice chocolatey, rich coffee cocktail. And it's not even really like I have any chocolate in it, but the coffee, the cinnamon, the sugar, the hazelnut gives it almost like that, that chocolate tone, it really gives it a nice baking spice kind of. Mm. It's really good. People of the internet, go make one of these. I'm going to put the recipe for everything here in the description, in the bottom of wherever you get this podcast. So this is a tribute to Cody Rhodes and his little teeny tiny baby crutch. People of the internet, get out there, make yourself one of these, get a can of nitro cold brew, get a bottle of Cinnamon Toast Crunch Cinnamon Milk from Nestle, not a sponsor. Get yourself some Queen Mab Hazelnut Liqueur from Second Sight and get you some goddamn bourbon. I got some eight-year George Dickel bourbon. This shit's amazing. Make a drink. Remember, we did three ounces of coffee, two ounces of milk, an ounce and a half of whiskey, and three quarters of an ounce of hazelnut liqueur. Shake the piss out of such until it is nice and shooken. Strain it into your glass. Take a big old swig. 
people of the internet, that is fucking delicious. Thank you for tuning in again this week for Getting Worked. I'll see you next week. Go make some good drinks. Follow me on Twitter, at Getting Worked. Follow me on Instagram, Getting Worked with Mike. People of the internet, I'll see you next week. We got drunk. We marked out. We'll see you next week. This is Platinum Max. Signing off. Getting worked. There's no G in get. Except for the first G, of course. Driving in your car, getting worked. Slacking at your job, getting worked. At the DMV, getting worked. In the VIP, getting worked. Out, getting worked. Getting worked. Get, getting worked. Getting worked. Getting work, get getting work, getting work, getting work, get getting work, getting work, getting work, get getting work.